When the lights come on and the beer taps low And I hear the crowd singing Life of a rolling stone When hell freezes over And the vandals are worth a damn That's when I'll see you again When pigs begin to fly and there's peace among men Standing for something is no longer seen When the sun comes out and I crawl out of my bed That's when I'll see you again Hell must have got pretty damn cold And who would have thought that the vandals went aboard When I look out tonight, all I see are my friends It's good to see you again We are the tribe from the north We're brave and we're bold Defeating our rivals Never gets old Making our way to the Big Sky Conference Watch out cause here comes the silver and gold Whoa, whoa This is Tubbs at the Club For the Vandals of Idaho Welcome back, Tribe from the North, Brave and Bold, to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and the Vandals affiliate, the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Marceau, and I'm joined today for another, another two-man crew, maybe a new dream, a new dream team we have, Alex, best of all time, Boatman. Alex, how's it going? It's uh, it's been interesting. I, I think obviously our viewers know what we're going to be talking about today. Um, you know, some news has been broken nationally about what could be going on. Um, but yeah, everything's going all right. You know, I think Brian, it's everyone's favorite segment. It's the Mountaineer. We're here minute. for the Mountaineer Minute, aren't we? Yeah, it's the Mountaineer Minute. All right, uh, you know, bowl game playing the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. I know all you FCSers want to make fun of all the different all the different names all the time, but you know what? Um, our fans are jacked. Um, you know, pl- December twenty eighth, seven fifteen p.m. Pacific kick. Sorry, doing a little mental math because it's in Arizona, which is on Mountain Time. That game we're on Eastern. Our fans are pissed. It's at ten fifteen. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, big game though tomorrow night in the Coliseum down the road. We host number 15, UConn, little Big East rematch, revival, rematch, rivalry. I, mean, I don't know why I just came up with that, but um, our fans are pretty excited. You know, number 15 team in the country coming in. We're going to hopefully be having 14,000 people in the Coliseum tomorrow night. Um, we'll see if we can uh, definitely go uh, catch a win um, here in Morgantown. So it's exciting times. I know it's everyone's favorite part on the Idaho podcast. It's been my favorite part ever since. Once I learned to quit moaning about Alex, it was it became my, my favorite part. You know why, Brian? Because it's about teams that win and uh, semi-functioning athletic department. So it's a fun time. Damn. Speaking of athletic departments, dude, everyone knows what we're here for, man. That we have 
today's episode, we're updating everyone on the coaching search. We have absolute developments that we need to talk about. I'm going to give the same preface we gave last time, which is when we broke the Petrino story, that was absolutely, we had it down 100%. This, this news is not precisely the same. All the info we're talking about is from completely reasonable sources that have come our way. And uh, by the way, for the most part, this stuff is now being being sent in my direction. But keep in mind, um, sources our sources are anonymous. They're going to stay that way. But uh, this is this is the rumors we have, guys. They're credible, but doesn't this is not us reporting news. And Alex, the big thing we have to talk about today: someone other than us published something about Idaho coaching football scoop pretty dang early this morning right around 7 a.m in between 6 and 7 a.m right perfect time for me i was wide awake you know i'm at work got twitter up on one screen my my salesforce up on the other comes across the timeline like oh whoa whoa this is out there brent pease leader in the clubhouse yep that is the that's that was published on footballscoop.com today guys by zach barnett uh brent pease from born in moscow idaho is according to football scoop leading candidate takeover vandals the vandal program right now brent peace is assistant head coach at university of montana they've got uh, they've got some big stuff going on in montana other than brent peace related news too but uh brent peace uh also wide receivers coach so first thing alex i want to know your reaction when you saw this news because when i saw this news my first thought was well i mean look we what we talked about Brent Peace on the show last last week, he was a name we'd heard from multiple sources, and uh, we started. I started to get stuff from people on both sides of the Idaho Montana border on this. So I can tell you, I saw Brent Peace as the reference leading candidate. That was one of the le- surprisingly. I, I, I was not shocked about the name. I was shocked that it came out, but as a name, I was not surprised whatsoever. Based off of the info we have, what was your reaction? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about. It's hard to tell what's what's all what's all right um, and what you know is kind of making its way around in different circles at this point, right? The same same story making its way around in different circles, um, especially in Idaho, right? You never like everyone knows everyone in Idaho, so if one person has it, eventually everyone has it, and then when it makes it back around to that second person, that first person again from a different person. That's just how it works. Um, at, at Idaho. Um, but like you said, um, I started to see Montana guys, Montana media, um, you know, reference that they had that information today when Zach Barnett, the football, football scoop broke it. So that kind of made me think, Oh, okay. This is more serious. Um, you know, to see that, you know, if it's coming from over there, right. Saying that they have information on that, which they said today, um, then I started to think, well, maybe there is more more traction to this than you know we even know because we just hear like we probably have had heard like thirty different names of people who are interested, and that just means they're interested people. Like that's like that's that's all that means. Who knows if they've been interviewed? Who knows how far along it's been? It's just people who have thrown their ring potentially or thought about it. Like and that's and Brian right like it's I don't really do a whole lot. I just react to it because I pay attention to football coaches and football. Like that's just that's just what I do. I pay attention to who these guys are. Um, 
some names that I think will get brought up tonight are people that I mentioned out of the blue of people who I had identified earlier. And the fact that they could be interested is music to my ears, right? Like that's just what I try to do. Pay attention to football and the landscape of where it's going. Um, Brent Pease though. Okay. Long history. Um, you know, fr- born in Moscow, grew up in mountain home, played in Montana. So he knows Idaho knows Montana. We covered that last time played in the NFL, played overseas, been a coach everywhere coordinated, been a position coach, an assistant head coach, but never been a head guy. I've heard, you know, some, some good things about him. Um, you know, some former players said he's a, he's a damn good coach, right? He might not be your best friend, but he's a really good coach from what I've heard um, on people's reactions to him. Um, and I think you have too. I think our friends from Montana have kind of echoed that, um, that, hey, you know, good, good coach, maybe not your best friend, but really good coach. So, um, we need a coach who can win football games. That's what that's what we need, right? That's 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 a thing number one. So if he can win football games, great. Like, you know, we were not. If we talked about this last time, if this was a hire that was going to be made, we weren't going to be that upset about it. Like, we weren't going to be like over the moon excited. We weren't going to be like this is a terrible hire. Um, I think we had you and me have expressed not even you and me, but just you know we've talked about like Ian Shoemaker's name was thrown, thrown around a lot, right? If you were to remove, if you were to put Ian Shoemaker and Brent Pease next to each other and removed like maybe the excitement on Shoemaker in the offense, like you just put them in like a, a vacuum. Like a blind like, resume. Blind resume. If you just didn't have anything associated, you would go like maybe, maybe because Shoemaker has head coaching experience here and maybe P's like here, right? Like for those of you listening, I, I, I gave like a quarter inch difference, like blind resume in a vacuum. Um, he would be a good hire. He would be a good hire. So, I mean, like I said, but I'm still taking everything with a grain of salt. This, the reports were he's the leader in the clubhouse, not just from football scoop, but from the athletic as well. Um, I saw a tweet from an athletic reporter today tweeted out the exact same thing that he's been hearing Brent Pease as the leading candidate. Now, does that mean that he's going to be the guy? We're not sure. Um, you know, until the university has that official press release, right? Like, I'm not sure of anything right now. Like, it's just very, you know, I'm hoping it gets done. I want a guy. I want a guy hired. We have a recruit, recruiting class assigned next Wednesday. Um, I get Brent Pease is supposed to coach a game Friday night. Not that far from me, about three hours away from me. Maybe I'll just drive down the road, Brian, and go see him Friday night, huh? Just be like, hey, coach, uh, so uh, come to Moscow, or what's the deal? But, uh, yeah, I know I've been talking a while. You know, we'll, let's see what happens. I'm still not I'm still not sold that this is done. So I'm going to echo the not sold this is done, but I know Brent Peace over the last week, if I were to compare volume of – tips volume of rumors that sound reasonable that, that have come my way it's not close the most that we've had are from brent peace and they're the most credible ones brent peace i i was pretty dang i was through this week i become more confident that that would be a name that we get now i'm gonna say uh after the news came from football scoop and then nothing happened uh, i'm gonna pause because that could be indication that no, this isn't done. And like, like I said, like we, until the university says it's done, it's not done. The, the info I got on Brent Peace, because of course we're getting volumes of tips like that. We're gonna le- try to learn about the guy. 
few things. I'm probably a little bit higher on Brent Peace right now than than you based off what you described, Alex. I'd say if you did a blind resume comparison with Ian Shoemaker, and Ian Shoemaker is like our Mendoza line. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think got, so too. Yeah. If you're if the hire is not Ian Shoemaker level, it's disappointing. But if it's above it, if if it is Ian Shoemaker, hey, that's cool. There's reason to be excited. Yeah. If it's above it, great news. I'd say yeah, blind resume. The thing Ian Shoemaker has over Brent Peace is the head coaching experience. Right. If you look at depth of experience, if you look at prestige of positions and programs, oh, it's not close. Brent Peace has the more has a resume that would jump out above above Shoemaker. And the, the stop, stops I'm going to say, which isn't to say there's holes, because every single Big Sky coach we could possibly get, there's going to be a hole in their resume. Either they're early in their career, or they've been fired, or they didn't. They haven't become a head coach, but they look promising. There's always going to be something with a Big Sky guy. I mean, Bobby Houck, great coach at Montana. He's at Montana because he got rightly fired at UNLV. Yeah, don't forget that. Don't don't forget that. Like he was ran out of town in Vegas. Like it was it a was failure. Wrong. It was absolutely no. not wrong for him to be no. run out of town UNLV. But he's a great yes. Big Sky coach. He's. One of yes. the best of all time. The only thing he's missing is a championship. You could, but, I mean, I mean, you could argue like that. We, you could argue Petrino was more successful in FBS than FCS, right? Like, which is some people go, how's that possible? Well, it just, it just sometimes guys like people work out at different levels than, than they do, right? You just, you just circumstances are different from you know school to school, division to division. Like it just, it just changes. But uh, jump back to Brent Peace. I'm going to just run through a few stops on his resume because we look, we've talked about Sacramento state. They got a big get in Troy Taylor power five offensive coordinator at university of Utah at the time that Sacramento state was able to take him, was able to grab him. And you hear power five coordinator coming big sky. That's a big deal. People are pretty floored when Bo Baldwin, who we, we might talk about later. We'll see from uh, went from offensive coordinator at Cal power five program to head coach at Cal poly. That was thought as a big get for Cal Poly to get a power five coordinator. Well, that's something we have. That's something Brent Peace has on his resume. Some big stops for the, I'm going to run through real quick. Offensive coordinator at Montana from 96 to 98. Offensive coordinator at Northern Arizona from 99 to 2000. Power five, offensive coordinator and assistant head coach at University of Kentucky. Yeah, you want to say Kentucky sucks at football, sure, but they're SEC. That's a that's a big Brian, job. Do you, know who, do you know who was at Kentucky at that time? Playing quarterback, the, the dearly departed Jared Lorenzen, the hefty lefty folks. Brent Pease called plays for the hefty lefty. Okay, that's pe- that's that's college football pedigree. Went from yep, went from <laughs> Kentucky Power Five of offense coordinator to Baylor Power Five offense coordinator. Some people are going to be touchy about this these this next run of jobs, and I'm going to tell you, just shut up. It's not a big deal. He Brent Pease worked at Boise State with Chris Peterson from 2006 to 2011 was a wide receivers coach for part of that assistant head coach for part of it, offensive coordinator for one year, then becomes offensive coordinator at power five, Florida. Yeah. Florida didn't do great, but again, power five sec job. That's a big deal. And from there a year at Washington, a couple years at UTEP now at Montana. So done reading through the resume, but the whole point being, those are a lot of impressive stops and yeah, he hasn't been a head coach, but good Lord, that's all across the country. That's a ton of different conferences. There's reason to believe a guy like that, one, he got those jobs because he knows something, and our program has needed competence for a decade. And two, maybe a pretty good recruiting footprint by having to work all over the country. So I'm pretty, I am pretty high 
on a potential Brent piece hire. He has been fired from some jobs, which, hey, reason to be cautious, maybe. Everyone's going to have a demerit when you're coming to this job. So it's not, I don't mean to completely dismiss that. But when I heard, hey, Brent Peace might be a guy today, I I mean, I, I, I thought that was great news, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a Coach Peterson guy for a long time, which, I mean, when I was a young Vandal, I was not the biggest Coach Pete fan, but myself as a proud Washington Husky alum, you know, love Coach Pete, right? He still is heavily associated with that program. He has his fingerprints all over it. Um, produced great teams and everywhere he stopped. So, yeah, I think it'd be a good hire. I do. I mean, like, I'm still in a wait-and-see mode, right, before I get, like, too excited or too upset. Um, you know, I'm interested to see, like – people's opinions more people's opinions as it comes out right like we've seen some montana fans go oh no like they're upset that we were we would could be taking him some are going like like maybe potentially good riddance right like i mean everyone has an opinion on a guy so it's tough former players are either going to be hey good coach some are going to be had a bad experience don't like the guy um it happens so you know if he is the guy that i want it done you know, first thing tomorrow so he can recruit, right? If he is the guy, like, I get he has a game Friday night. Um, I get those are your guys. I get those are guys you recruited. You're on a national title potential run. Um, Montana thinks they can make it that far. Um, but, like, we're giving you your first head job. If, if this is true, if this, if this report's true, right, we're giving you your first head job. Like we need you here. We need you on the out recruiting tomorrow. We need staff here three days from now, right? Like let's get this let's get this train rolling because college football like does not stop. So yeah, uh, I, I would be I would be okay. I would be. Not, I'm not going to say not happy. Not going to say okay. I'd be be good with the hire. Let's just say that I'm fine saying it's non A plus, but it, it's a. There's a lot yeah. of reason to be excited. That's a B. About. That's a B plus A minus hire. Right, yeah, like, there's a, like you could do way worse. You're definitely above passing. Last thing I'm going to say, Brett Peace. Uh, what I was told from people close, you know, closer to the Montana program, not within the Montana program, but close to Montana program, is Brent Peace, the person, definitely an old school hard ass. Uh, that's absolutely how he was described uh, in different terms. Definitely competent, and in terms of player relationships, was told that. Uh, if you play on Montana, you love, you probably love Brent Peace. That doesn't mean everyone loves the guy. No coach has 100% approval yeah. rating. But I was told, even though he's a hard ass, people who get the people who see the field like and respect Brent Peace. So, honestly, to close the book on that part, I think we're both pretty similar. Of one, he's, he's a big name. He, 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 there's every reason to believe this guy could be, could work out. He hasn't been a head coach, so minor asterisk. But um, I yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know he's been credited to um, recently with some of the more recent innovation in Montana's offense, right? We've seen Montana's offense little, change a little bit over the course of the year. He's been credited with some of that. He doesn't call their plays. Um, you know, they have an OC for that. Um, so I'd be interested to see. We just got done with, you know, Petrino who called his own plays for nine years, which does happen at every level of football. I would be interested to see if – he says, all right, I'm calling my own plays or I'm, I'm bringing a guy in. I, I think that would be one of the first things I would want to, I would maybe look to see. It's like, is this OC going to call plays? I would hope so. Like, 
I just generally think that works out better most of the time. Not everyone's Sean Payton, right? Yeah. Um, who can call their own plays and manage a game simultaneously. It's a pretty special thing to do. Um, yeah, so I think those are things I would I would just look for, um, you know, moving moving forward here. So I'm going to – oh, and the other point that I failed to get to is that uh, if he's our guy, uh, I don't care about the rest of Montana's playoff run. Well, this game, well, this game and, sure yeah. would I want him on – Right. I want him working for Idaho as quickly as, as we can. Because every some Montana, extra day he's working for Montana, yes. he's not working for Idaho. Right. And some, and some Montana people have even said, you know, that there's some feeling that if Houck was to leave the program tomorrow, Pease would be a strong candidate to take over for Houck, right? So, like – Let's just think about that. Like, let's just think about that. Right. Yeah. So. All right. So think there now, again, this story broke and the athletic department said nothing. So what we're going to understand is until they announce it, it's not over. So until it's not over, there's other stuff for us to go over. I want to do a teeny bit of house cleaning, Alex, in particular relating to the first segment we did last week. First segment, we talked about whales Big names, but low likelihood probabilities. I think there's a couple names that we can cross off that list for sure at this point, Alex. The first one I'm going to talk about is we we absolutely, before, we, before Petrino was fired, we were told that Jeff Cho was interested in the job. I was told Jeff Cho was interested in the job. It was a credible tip for us. Nothing's happened on that. As the search has gone on and we've had news trickle into us, rumors trickle into us, Jeff Choate's name has not been brought up at all, except to say he's not there. I think we can cross Jeff Choate off the whales list. Yeah, Choate was not not interested, um, you know, but that's about as much as it's has been heard on that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's done, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see Choate leave Texas maybe this year. You know, could be angling for a G five job like Nevada just opened, right? Um, some things like that. So keep an eye out for things like that, I think, over over us. Other name, we talked a little bit about it. We've heard more in relation to this job here than showed. Um, we, we, I've absolutely had people say, hey, Rolovich is interested. Rolovich is applied. My understanding is at this point, uh, whether he's cooled or whether it's the athletic department not being interested in what a Rolovich would be uh, at Idaho. And part of that is, Probably good, but an absolute risk to Dennis Erickson us. Um, I'm under the impression that we can probably cross Rolovich off our list. Of, yeah. He was a low likelihood probability anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm fine putting a 0% next to Nick Rolovich right now. Yeah, I don't think Rolo shows up. I'm going to throw that name out also for Nevada. This is also becoming a Nevada segment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was the OC there for a few years, uh, you know, back in the day. And Nevada does require no in-state vaccines. They just require, they can do testing. So uh, if you're Rolo and you want to get back in the game, right, um, do you want to make half as much money and live in Moscow or do you want to go back to, you know, a successful Mountain West team and where you are familiar with and start there? So, again, probably not going to see Rolo um, in Moscow. Okay. So we also listed a ton of names last week. Here's my paradigm, Alex. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. We have names that, you know, again, that I, I've had a lot of info sent towards me that we're going to go over. Mo- these guys, it's multiple sourcing. So this is, look, this, again, this is not hard like we had the Petrino thing down, but th- this is in the world of rumors. This is not officially confirmed by, like, the athletic department or anything. 
if we're not talking about them at this point, it's because they've kind of slid off the list. You find with that as the paradigm? Yeah, or I mean, maybe not even slid off the list, or even just could be there could be someone out there we have no idea who people don't who people don't know, right? Like right. that's oh, of course that's also that's also possible. I mean, um, you know, there could be out of the box hire that we are just not familiar with. So yeah, it could be that as well. Yeah, we've got a lot of tips about people who are very likely interviewing that we feel good about. Unequivocally, we don't have every name that's interviewed. So you're, you're absolutely right. We This could be a Brent Vegan situation like in Montana State where all the names that people are talking about, it's some dude who you're happy about, that, but that no one had Brent Vegan on their wish list in Montana State. So jumping in, one name that I wanted to bring up that just played, just coached in the FCS playoffs, mm-hmm. and you, Alex, were pretty high on this dude when we heard, hey, sounds like, sounds like the guy may, may have interviewed. Offensive coordinator at South Dakota State and offensive mm. line coach Jason Eck, Alex. Yeah, um, I mean, this was a name that went post you and Dallas getting off the Sunday after Petrino, um, you know, era was over. This is a name I just threw out there, like with no, I, I had nothing. I'm just going off of guys I would maybe like to see targeted. So the fact that I am hearing that, like, it could, it could, like. There is a possibility, whether it's 1%, whether it's 10%, I'm happy. Um, so Jason Eck, for those of you unfamiliar, he is the current OC and online coach at South Dakota State. He did have a stop in Moscow as the tight end coach, I believe, 04 to 06. So the – and Eric's years. He was named FCS Assistant of the Year in 2019. So the FCS uh, Bryles Award, which is the – Bryles Award is the top assistant in college football for FBS. Um those guys all go get head jobs eventually are really hot commodities. Right. Um, so this guy won this the FCS version of this couple, two years ago, pre COVID, um, you know, I would be extremely happy with this hire younger guy has a tiny connection to Idaho, but not much to like have a preconceived, you know, idea of where we just were at. Um, and South Dakota State has one of the, been the most successful FCS teams in the whole country over the last 15, 20 years, Brian. So like, Anytime you can get someone of that of that pedigree um, to Moscow, I'd be happy. Also, is it Montana State, right, for like a brief little while? My my, my incorrect. Yeah, twenty fifteen. He okay. Yeah, yeah, twenty fifteen. Jason Eck was the running. Oh man, again. Now we're producing in public. Run game been, coordinator. Hey, yeah, thanks for not being on the show, Dallas Hammer, so that like the two worst tech guys for this platform can run it. So uh, yeah, send hate mail, guys, to. Dallas Hammer, offensive Dang. line coach at Montana State in 2015, according to his bio on okay. GoJacks.com. That'd be the last year that Rob Ash was head coach of Montana State, just before Jeff Choate took over in 2016. Mm-hmm. Another piece on him: he played at Wisconsin. Okay, played under Barry Alvarez. Let's not forget where our AD spent most of her time at at Wisconsin, working under Barry Alvarez. I'm like, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, just wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Terry has talked, has, you know, asked Barry for any advice on this. That would just make sense. Like, that's where my mind goes as someone who works in administration. Um, you lean on people like that who know. So, like, it could be really well possible. Like, this could be, I, this is a name I'd be super excited about, guys. Um, and would be extremely happy to, to see in Moscow. Yeah, Jason Eck, I did some some digging on him, talking to people with South Coast State, both beat reporters and uh, just people who have shows like ours. And 
the broad consensus on Jason Eck is first. He's creative offensively. When he first got to South Dakota State as their offensive coordinator, they were a team that passed for around they, – they would gain over around 400-plus yards per game, passed a ton. Their talent changed, particularly heading into the pandemic season. And this season, South Dakota State's been – had a rush-based attack, which the point being, he's a guy who's open to doing whatever the heck works for, for his talent, which is a huge, huge net plus to me in a potential candidate. Uh, which, which is to say he's not necessarily a system guy. The, his system is winning games, and South Dakota State has been only good while while Jason Eck has been involved. He's also thought of as a culture guy, as in he is really well-liked not only within the program, but in the greater South Dakota State like alumni base and, and the community as well. He's, he's a well-respected guy based off the people we talked about, uh, that we talked to. Uh, minor downside. He's considered potentially a short-term hire because it's understood that he he has ambitions to be a head coach and Idaho would be a head coach, but he he's not hasn't been at South Dakota State for like a thousand years and he's he's moved around positions. So uh, you know, being here for a couple of years on the table. But of course, many people who might get the Idaho job, that's a correct description of them if they do well at Idaho. Uh, and also he can be a little bit too cute with play calling. You absolutely saw that when with how South Dakota State closed out their uh, playoff game against Sacramento, where we had the quarterback pretending to be flipping out against the sideline, and they did direct <laughs> the running back. Uh, don't know if the quarterback thing helped. They still got the first down. I'm going to guess they would have got the first down anyway. But uh, those, are the, my, those are the cons. Broadly speaking, I can tell you if we announce Jason Eck, I'm pretty damn happy, Alex. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm I'm ecstatic. Like Again, you put, you put his resume in a vacuum um, with – Peas and, and um, Shoemaker, right? I, like, again, uh, this definitely goes above our Mendoza line of Shoemaker, in my opinion. Um, you know, that, that's just my – like, anytime you see a resume of this FCS assistant coach of the year, um, creative calls plays younger-ish. By that, I'm saying he's, like, still in his early 40s. Yeah, would be in his early 40s, mid-40s, um, versus, like, Peace, who's 57. But, like, you're right, he could, you know, try to leave. But I think, like – I, you know, not everyone's going to be in a Montana situation where your coach never leaves guys. Like that's a rare thing to happen at this level. Um, it's more like more likely to happen if we're successful. Choked-esque things happen, right? Get successful for a few years and bam, you're a, you know, OC at Washington. Like just to throw that out there. Or you're yeah, the leading have- Nevada. The big guys had weird situations with that. Cause like Jay Hill has been successful at Weaver mm-hmm. State for a while. But it's because like he his name has been linked to a thousand jobs. He just but it's only because he, he wants Utah. Yeah, he looks like he he's holding out, which uh, by the way might backfire. But that's just about just your point, Alex. That look, m- most big sky hires, if they're doing well, they're not going to be here forever. So, I mean, requires yeah, special situ- it requires special situations, right? Like absolutely. who knows how long Aaron Best will be in, in Cheney? You never know who's going to come calling, right? He, I'd call Aaron Best a special situation. He's Cheney for life. But your point stands. You need a weird situation yeah. to presume it'll be fair. Like Bobby Houck coming back yes. from Montana. He's older. Yes. He, this even he left like a dream once. job. Yep. Like, like even he left once and tried it out. It didn't work. Had to come back. So, I yep. mean, it can happen. Yeah. And other th- yeah, other thing with Jason Eck, he, he doesn't have head coaching experience, Mm-mm. which that would put him in the peace box. So 
I don't know. Either of those two names I'm excited. I'm I'm absolutely excited about. Based off, you know, some people we talked to, some people might be higher on Jason Eck than Brent Peace. Um, honestly, like, in my head, there's a world where I'm more excited about Jason Eck. Doesn't mean he's better. But if you, yeah. do, a blind, if you do a blind resume, again, it's going to be tough to have a better-looking blind resume without head coaching experience than Brent Peace. Right. So I don't want – now, I don't want to fetishize that too much because – Jason X has been great everywhere. Uh, you, like you said, assistant head coach of the year. That that means something. Yeah. But either of these two guys, yeah, I think the jury's in. Either of these two guys, we're game. We're game to. I think. To, I think this guy. name is more exciting. If that makes sense, right? Like, peace is like solid. You're good. Good job. This is like, ooh, what could happen here? Like that's how I kind of maybe like look at it or approach it. Yeah, I kind of think of, of Brent Peace at this point of like a um, his style would be derivative of Bobby Houck in terms of culture, in terms of, you know, being a hard ass, being about challenging players for sure. But obviously that works for Montana. People still love Bobby Houck. Even Bobby Houck's notorious hard ass. Uh, people still love Bobby Houck. So uh, does it doesn't mean that people wouldn't love Brent Peace here. And now, but also we, Hey, Paul Petrino is known as a hard ass and, you know, didn't work out. It works, but it works sometimes though. I mean, it can, it can work. You got to do it the right way. Trust exactly. me. Like, well, there's, it can work. Okay, the point I'm going to bring up before we j- jump to other coaches, I think you're probably the same as me. When you're talking about a coach in the abstract, like style points can be can move you one way or another, you know, like being a player's coach or being a hard ass, whatever. It works no matter. There's successful old school hard hard coaches. There's successful players coaches. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the aesthetic component right now. I care about if the guy can get wins. I believe right. Jason Eck or Brent Peace, it's reasonable to think they can get us wins. Yeah. You want to lead off the next one? It's a, I mean, it's a guy that you, on a, when you had that first talk with Chris, a guy in, nor, in Northern California that you were pretty mm. stoked. You were pretty stoked about. We, I got... Got some reasonable information. Did some digging oh, with. Okay. Some stuff. All right. I think I know where you're leading with this. Did some um, talk to some Sacramento yeah. State beat reporters. Okay. Um, I think you know. I think you know you're you're going with this one. You know. I mean, obviously, you know, I haven't heard anything because I I don't I'm not connected the way you are with um, reporters out, out elsewhere. Um, but if this is this is true, Andy Thompson's the name I think you're about to throw me, Brian, and that's a name I think Vandal fans could also be very excited about. That's a name again. Back to the same episode as um, I talked to Eck. This is a name I grabbed out of thin air. You know, no, just said, I think this could be a good job. And this basically goes off of my thought on this is Sac State has been the most successful team in the big sky the last two full seasons, right? I'm going to remove 2020 from your mindset because it, it did happen, but we didn't have the full big sky. We didn't play a full schedule. It was a weird time. The last two full seasons, no team has been better than Sacramento State. Sorry, Chris Hammond. I hate to break that to you. Now, and he talk, when you hear Troy Taylor talk, the head coach at Sac State, um, he talks about um, that he talks about that he 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 leaves the defense to Andy Thompson. Like he's like, I coach the offense. Andy Thompson coaches the defense. He just makes the decisions at the end of the day. Okay, so that to me screams alarm bells. Like, hey, this is a guy who does talk quite a bit. Um, this guy who does do some good things here. Um, and one second, sorry, I was just reading something right here. 
Yeah, well, again, um, there essentially what Troy Taylor has said is even though Andy Thompson doesn't have head coaching experience, he's he's damn well a co-head coach at Sacramento State. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that'd probably be a great title for him as co-head coach. Um, that's a name that I see him goes, Oh, I got pretty excited about like like that'd be a good hire. Um, so Andy Thompson played at Montana, but he's from Walla Walla. So again, more of like a Brent Pease-esque type type of deal where from the area, played at Montana. He didn't go everywhere. He coached in Montana for a while. He's been he was at NAU for a while as a DC. So he's been the big sky. He knows the big sky, younger-ish guy in his mid-40s, not not Pease, who's 57. He's more like a Ecker shoemaker, right? Um, so that's exactly where I'd, I'd be. I'd be happy with Thompson. If that's true. I mean, like, like again, whether that's 1%, whether that's, you know, 20, 30, if that's true about Thompson, I would, we could do a lot worse Vandal fans. Trust me. He passes my Mendoza line. Plus I preach. I think I would love a defensive guy. In my, in my personal opinion, I just, the best head coaches of all times are defensive guys. So I go to that well in my, in my opinion. Yeah, Andy Thompson, he has a weird background in that he's been a well-respected big coach in the Big Sky for about 16 years. Coached at Northern Arizona for 13 years. Uh, defense coordinator be part of that. He, this is, I'm going to throw a minor, not important fact that is not on some of his bios. One of the guys who has shown the best judgment I have ever seen coaching, and the reason why, Alex, is mm-hmm. when he left Northern Arizona, he signed at Southern Utah for nine seconds or so, and then jumped to Sac State. You can you don't really find that anywhere, like on bios or articles about him. What exists is an old press release from Southern Utah that they snagged Andy Thompson in 2018. But no, he's or 2019. But no, he's he he didn't stay there at all. He was there for like four seconds, and then went went to Sacramento State. Sacramento State, of course. Uh, we talk about Troy Taylor's timeline. Andy Thompson is a fine guy to put in there too. They've been great defensively. In, in particular, in 2019, they were – honestly, they were probably the second-best defense in the league when Sacramento State had their first playoff – you know, time in the playoffs. Lose. They've lost the first round both times in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, Andy Thompson, another name to get excited about. It's kind of weird he's been an assistant in the big sky for 16 years or so mm-hmm. and hasn't gotten a head job. I guarantee there's a ton of places that are going to view him as a head guy. I also guarantee because Troy Taylor is going to be a name that people are looking at for jobs like Nevada. He's already rumored. Troy Taylor's already rumored to be a right. Fresno State guy. Andy Thompson. His name did pop up. His name did pop up in an athletic article, right? Um, man, this has become quite a Nevada coaching search as well. Um, you know, yeah, some history. You're welcome, Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I could do your job for you, Nevada. Anyway, um, yeah, I saw, I saw his name. His name was like at the bottom of the list potentially. Those are just names that could appear in the search. The athletic types up for every 30 or 28 FBS jobs that have opened this year, right? Um, so that'd be a smart hire by Nevada. I mean, was Sac- Sacramento's like what two ish hours from Reno? I don't know my times there, but yeah, I mean, whether that's him going with Troy to Nevada, whether that's in Thompson's name popping up at Sac State's internal promotion, like you know, I think we would be smart to get on that if if he is interested and if we're interested, like I, I think that'd be a smart, a smart choice. Now the asterisk here too, Alex is this would be a, if Andy Thompson's a guy, we probably got to move fast because if Troy Taylor gets another job, Andy Thompson's probably coming along with him. And Troy Taylor is going to, 
Troy or getting Taylor's promoted be- to head at sack. Yep. Uh, Troy Taylor is absolutely going to be the new Jay Hill of uh, any Western job. Troy Taylor is going to be a name attached to it. I don't know if he'd, he'll actually leave. Uh, in talking with Sacramento reporters, Troy Troy Taylor's not thought of as a job jumper. Uh, he's he he's lived in the Sacramento area like for the majority of his life. He, he graduated from high school around Sacramento, went to college at Cal. He coached high school in Sacramento. Now he's coaching at Sacramento State. So Troy Taylor is just he's kind of universally known as a little bit of a different guy. And the only reason why that matters is if we're concerned about if any Thompson's a guy for us, we're concerned about. Uh, Troy Taylor getting a job, he'd probably and taking Andy Thompson, he'd probably have to be the right job. But uh, before, before I move to the next guy, feel I should address uh, what Tony Lee people are going to notice. We're pretty excited about all the names we're going to list, like just every name that we're going to come to. I I think there's reason to be pretty stoked about, like we've been through Brent Peace, Jason Neck, Andy Thompson. We have another name that you know I'd heard both ways, yes, no, and then felt like we got the tip that. You know, push it over as a guy who uh, is absolutely a candidate for this job. Joel Thomas, running back coach for the New Orleans Saints, which I can tell you, he was one of our he was one of our whales last week. That we said, hey, probably not, and we said that because we had the best info we had was that Joel Thomas, as much as we might want him, he's you know, he played at, at Idaho, all time leading rusher in program history. We just been told, yeah, he, yeah, people, he's not. He's not a guy who'll take the job, but Alex, this is something you you've brought up. People will do surprising things for the school they they graduated from. Yeah, I Brian, like I have like no words to describe my potential excitement if this is if this is true, right? Like, you know, you've been hearing more on this than I have. This is all pretty fresh to me. Um, I would be so happy. Like so unbelievably happy if Joel Thomas was the next head coach at Idaho. Guys, like, like that was like not to age him or myself. That was like a personal like hero of mine as a kid. Like the '98 Idaho, you know, humanitarian bowl team is like that that the highlight video right that is out there on Twitter from Tubbs. By the way, I have a DVD copy. I had a VHS copy that I burned out. I could recite word for word. Joel Thomas was like a hero, right? And then when I remember as a kid, when he came back as the co-OC running back coach, I want to say like 03-ish around that time, 03, 04. Um, like, you know, I remember as a kid, I still remember this my day. He's like, I don't only ever come back to Idaho to be a head guy, right? So I've always kept that in my mind. And and it was pretty widely, widely reported that he did interview in 2012, 2013, 2013 when Paul was hired. I mean, it would fall of 2012 into fall of 2012 that, you know, he was interviewed. He was a running back coach at a time at, at Arkansas, right? Since then, he has moved on to the New Orleans Saints. Um, been there for quite a few years. You know, he was stuck with Sean Payton for a long time. He'll never call the plays there because Sean Payton calls his own plays. But he's Alvin Kamara's running back coach. He's Mark Ingram's running back coach. Has been for a long time. This is a name that would get, like – you know, people might go, can he recruit? How, how would that work? He's been in the NFL for a while. He's been in, he was in college for most of his career up until his move to the Saints. Um, and a few years ago, he was all of his career in college. He knows how to recruit. That's not a problem. You know, 
every kid would be like, yeah, this was Alvin Kamara's running back coach. Like that's like, that's instantaneous. Like that's a name those kids will know. Right. Um, he's Idaho's all time leading rusher. Um, Idaho has never had a minority head coach as well. Joel would be the first if it's true. I think that would be, you know, fantastic. Trust me. And you shouldn't hire us off of that, but like, like that's something for a program that we're, you know, around half of our kids, you know, are not white. Like that's a, that's the role model to look up to. And that's massive. Right. You're like, saying that again, Idaho's not going to hire based off a Democrat, no a demographic checklist, but it would be a big deal for the development of yeah. University of Idaho athletics yes. to have this to have this happen because we're getting candidates who fit the description and want to come to Idaho. Yeah, like I mean, it's and well, it's, just, it's just also it's just it's just great, and also I think people, I think boosters and fans would be really happy. Like that's a name that would generate a lot of excitement. You might get more dollars back in, and you might see more fans in the dome. Like everyone wants to kind of harken back to older Big Sky days, you know. He was around for the tail end of that, and then he was those initial FBS days when we were kicking ass in the Big West. Um, so those people who were remember those days of the '80s, they remember Joel Thomas in the '90s because like that that was the guy. He was the guy. He is the guy. In my opinion is number one should be retired up in the dome next at number seventy-seven and probably a thirteen in my opinion as well. But like. Again, I could ramble on about Joel Thomas all day because, like, this is a name that just like gets me like juiced up. I, again, I have no clue, like, how true this is or what. Like, if he isn't excited, isn't interested, you know, I will always be his be a fan. If he is, like, Brian, I'm driving my ass back to Moscow tomorrow if that's if it's coming out. So, anyway. yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about our sourcing on him being interested. Um, and yeah, well, that's really, good to hear. Like, that's that's that's, I feel that's good pretty to hear. good about our sourcing yeah. on him inter- having interviewed for the job. That's great. Uh, it's even better to hear, Brian. What I'm going to say with Joel Thomas is two facets. One, all the other guys we've talked about previously, we've talked resume for the most part. And look, we've talked Joel Thomas' resume too. He he has he has a good resume. The reason you Alex jumped to a different point, which is fan excitement, is. There's going to be excitement no matter what around whoever mm-hmm. the head coach is. Joel Thomas, based off the guys we talked about, would be a different level, and he wouldn't really have to try. Now, it doesn't mean no. he wouldn't be the kind of guy who'd work to engage the fan base, and that absolutely matters for Idaho. Winning matters first. But getting more people in, into the Dome, getting more people donate to the VSF, getting more people just energetic about the next step oh, of family athletics, abs- all of that absolutely yes. matters. And yes. And being a college football coach is so much more than just winning X's and O's, right? Like that's why some guys do like NFL more because it's it's down to – it's like football in its purest form. Being a college football coach, you have to go glad hand person A while talking to recruit B while making – talking to academic counselor C that player D is getting grade, you know, B to B, right? Like it's just – there's a lot more moving parts. And it's – and it's you have to be on top of it 24-7 nonstop. So it is – it is different. And like, you know, that's why being a head coach is so much more than just winning games. It's making sure everything else is running around you well. And part of that is booster and fan excitement. And like, I don't think there's anyone on this list from the beginning of this hot search that would bring more fan excitement. 
You could maybe argue Scott Linehan if people were saying he was interested. Like, but this is like one A and one B, in my opinion, of like people that of names that would go like boom for Vandal fans. Um, I love Joel Thomas. Like, like I like pay him as much money as we can. Like, let's get him to Moscow. Like, I don't care. Like, I want him, I want him in town tomorrow. So we're gonna we have a couple more names to touch on, but I think Sorry, I'm too fired up. I think Alex just gave his clubhouse leader. Well, it's, it's not it's like this is like I want to see. That's what I mean. I yeah, apologize. Is like, I don't mean I don't mean some of evidence. I mean yeah. I think if you were to power rank your mm-hmm. guys, you just told us your number one guys. And I think even in, even like I'll say this internally, like when this whole thing was happening, like I think you know Chris would ask us like. All right, guys, you know, rank your one through five. I always had a tough time ranking my one through five of guys I would like to see, right? Except one has always been Joel Thomas. The only thing I have to add with Joel is, and I'm glad you brought up the enthusiasm because every coach, look, they're going to have boxes they check and boxes they don't check. For example, Brent Peace, he has an experience, he has a diverse experience checklist that's pretty damn thorough in terms of position terms across the country uh we don't know what level brent peace is going to engage with the fan base and what what level he's going to you know bring extra seat extra butts in the dome because he's brent peace joel thomas i like i'm fine saying he doesn't have coordinator type experience at the same level as a guy like brent peace but uh there there's some excitement that he would bring to the that he'd bring to the team there's reason to believe there might be a recruiting bump because of people, people who might not typically think of Vandal football would hear Joel Thomas and say, Oh, I want to play for that guy. Uh, so there, there's kind of an intangible part to Joel Thomas that I think people should be, should be stoked about. And I, I think it'd be real if he, if he's one of our guys we have, before we close out, we do have two kind of late names that came to us, but um, unclear if these guys have interviewed everyone else we've talked about, the tip we have is not that they're interested. The tip we have is that they've interviewed or I have I apologize guys. The reason I say I is just because when we put, we've written other stuff, it relates to publishing t- from tubs of the club tips. I've got from the other guys that they've interviewed. These are tips that these guys are interested late in the game. Don't know if they're going to be interviewed. They may be uh, first one is Jason McKendu. Alex, mm-hmm. you, you're a little bit familiar with McKendu, correct? Yeah, I've looked him up because I think um, back. I think Chris asked for a uh, ask Tubbs when we were talking a couple episodes ago of names. You know, people would maybe like to see, and this name was brought up by someone on Twitter's. Uh, I forget who commented it, so I didn't looked into him. So Brian, you can give the rundown here on on. Uh, is, is it McKendu or Mackendu? I never know with with how with these pronunciations. Forget Mac. We'll, we'll do both Mackendu and McKendu. Uh, McIndoo is probably correct. Uh, Jason McIndoo, um, current tight ends coach for Oklahoma State. That's Power Five, Oklahoma State. He played played uh, played college football at Washington State, so Palouse is not new to him. Played professionally at, for the Seattle Seahawks for a year. His his uh, coaching experience is Lake Washington High. He jumped from Lake Washington High School as the offensive line coach to Mount Spokane High School as the offensive line coach to Montana State as the offensive line coach, up to now Oklahoma State tight ends coach. He's a little bit on the young-ish side at 46. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I look Same at – Same age range as Eck, 
Tom, Joel Thomas and um, Andy Thompson. Same, all in that same graduated late nineties age range. I see that name. I understand people getting excited. There's a Northwest connection. Um, the power five name right now at Oklahoma state is really the big driver. I'd say of McKendoo because he certainly, if you do blind resume right now, um, I don't know if I'd put him above the Ian Shoemaker Mendoza line as mm-hmm. he hasn't been a court, like he hasn't been as high as a coordinator coach anywhere. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't mean it wouldn't work, but of the resumes we have, this is not the deepest. No. Yeah. Um, you know, his boss, current OC at Oklahoma State, Vandal legend Casey Dunn, right? People are wondering if Casey Dunn's name's interested. Nothing on that ever. Oklahoma State's defense coordinator actually just left today also for Ohio State. So it shows you where that program's at. It's it's a top tier, top 20 job probably right now in the country is that is that program. Um, yeah, I, it, it's an okay name. Like, I'm not like – like, I would take – P's over him, right? You know, um, and that's nothing against, you know, Jason, you know, McIndoo here. I think it'd be more interesting. I'd like to see maybe more as a coordinator first. Like, hey, maybe he wants to come. I don't know what he's making as, you know, tight ends coach at, at Oklahoma State. I It's hard to guess. I don't know if he would be interested in being a coordinator in an FCS team. I'd rather maybe bring him back as a coordinator, right, to give him the ad experience. But, yeah, you know, tough to, tough to gauge, you know, uh, that – this is like the second time I ever think I've ever looked at his, his information is right now. So. Yeah. I, the more I think about it, I think this is an incredibly important hire for Idaho, Idaho athletics, yes. Idaho football. And I'd be pretty scared if this is the place we land on based off the other guys we talked about. I look, I'm going to be excited for the guy. I'm going to support the guy clean slate, no matter what, Hey, you're a new coach. It's a new era of the guys we've listed. This would be the most concerning uh, hires so far. Last name. Second last name, I've got a surprise, uh, surprise whale to talk about when we close out. But before that, uh, Tim Drevno, another name we've been get, that I've, I've been given is interested. Tim Drevno, current offensive analyst at UCLA. Pretty, pretty diverse background in terms of coaching. He's coached at Fullerton, was at Montana State from 93 to 97, tight end coach, then running back coach. UNLV, San Jose State, Idaho, offensive line coach here from 2000, 2002. He has coordinator coordinator experience at San Diego. uh, That was when Harbaugh was there. Yeah, Harbaugh guy, man. That was was Harbaugh. San Diego from 03 to 06. He's a coordinator. He was also most recently a coordinator from 2015 to 2017 at Michigan. Harbaugh guy. uh, From... I think that's Harbaugh, Harbaugh time from mm-hmm. 2015 to 2017, offensive uh, coordinator, offensive line coach. And again, went from there to USC for a couple of years as offensive line coach. Now as an analyst at UCLA, I just talked myself into that guy with, uh, into Drevno by walking through his <laughs> resume. Out. Um, I think, yeah, he definitely, I think would pass my Mendoza line of, uh, sorry, I'm just like looking more into him here. Yeah, so, I mean, power five coordinator in Michigan, like that. That's, so again, pretty much, Roy like would be the reference he, point. So pretty much, he was coming up through the ranks. Got to Idaho as the O line coach under Cable. Those were Cable's first three years, um, right? And then he goes to then he literally is with John Harbaugh from 03 all the way until 17, 
except for one year at USC in 2014. I think that was the year Did Harbaugh John took off too. Huh? Does John Harbaugh mean Jim Harbaugh? Oh, sorry, Jim Harbaugh. I my fault. Yeah. I don't know why. I should I should know that. Um, I, I have friends who are I have friends who are Ravens fans, and they would murder me for that. Um, even though I'm a Steelers fan. Um, so he really was with Jim Harbaugh for you know 03 to 17. I think 2014 was the only year Jim Harbaugh was out of coaching. He left the Niners for a year, I think took a year off and then came back at Michigan. So that was the only year he wasn't with Jim Harbaugh. So if you guys are okay with, you know, Jim, one of Jim Harbaugh's right-hand guys up until 2017, and it looks like I think because he had to move on from him, um, I'm just looking at Michigan's records real quick. So 10 and three, 10 and three. Then he went, Eight and five in 2017. That's when start call started being kind of made for his job a little bit. Um, I think Drevno got moved on from right. And just to make everyone well aware uh, <laughs> of who the current mission OC is, it's Josh Gaddis um, who just won the Browse Award today. Which, like I mentioned earlier, is a top assistant coach in FCS and FBS football. So that's who replaced him. Can't really hate on that. I would be okay with Tim Drevno. That'd be such an interesting hire. Um, works for Chip Kelly right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm game. Like, if this guy's interested, like, interview him. Let's see where it goes. Um, and I think I think one thing real quick, Brian. Like, I think I referenced this maybe in my show with Chris. Like, resumes are one thing. We have no idea what these guys are saying in interviews. Right? You don't know. Like they can become prepared with their 20 point plan on how they're going to, you know, get out of ball from here to here. What are their steps? How they're going to do it? Their practice plans, right? Like those are the type of interviews you want to have. The guys, like someone whose resume might be the best, might have a crap interview. And someone like Jason McAndrew have a killer interview. I'm not saying he's inter- even interviewed, right? Like because someone's resume isn't the sexiest doesn't necessarily mean they're the doesn't speak doesn't mean they're dead from the job. They could crush their interview, right? Folks, we've all been there. It's just like a real job. You know, person A might have a better resume, you know, your person B, but your interview was killer and they're sucked. So you get the you get the job, right? Like that's all part of the equation. So it's we can't just we can only grade them off of resumes because that's what we know, right? We don't know how they interview. So just keep that in mind when another factor is made. Another factor too is we know this because we've heard Terry say it a thousand times while we, while I have been talking about the dumpster fire, our basketball hire has been. Terry talks about culture all the time as being something that's important for her with the hire, not just winning games. Obviously we're hiring to win games, but as, as we have heard her talk about both Paul when he was fired and also just keeping Zach on, she really does care about people building the kind of culture that is, you know, it is helping young men mature to be into contributing adults. It is trying to, yeah, we want to win, but we want to, we want to have a program that all vandals can be proud of. And I mean, all vandals, not all vandals.com necessarily, which we will be if we win games, but that's something that's hard to quantify right now when you're looking at resumes, because like you said, uh, I'm just inventing this. I don't know. If, I don't know how Drevno sells uh, Tim Drevno. Uh, in terms of sculpting a culture, but mm-hmm. hey, maybe it's great. Maybe it's not. I don't know, but you can understand a world where, Hey, maybe Joel Thomas is able to kind of transcend the resume that again, now clearly I think you'd say Drevno has some collegiate experience that would be, you'd put above what a guy like Joel Thomas has. 
but that but Joel Thomas has some intangible qualities that don't show up on a Wikipedia page or on a coaching bio page that might matter in a way that someone else can't. Last last coach we have to get to before we're going to close it out, and I think when we close it out, I'm I'm at least going to give you know my quote unquote power ranking something like that. Alex, there's a name. I, I'm going to label this as a low probability outcome, guys. There's a name that just won't die. We've had, we early on had tips of interest. Then we thought it was done. I was ready a couple of days ago to say, hey, just not going to happen is low probability outcome anyway. And now we have news that maybe that's not the case. Hashtag damage goods, Bo Baldwin. Again, low likelihood outcome, guys. I want to throw that in brackets. This name will not go away. Boatman, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think up until you pretty much said this right now, like, I kind of was on the assumption that he was done and dusted, right? Like, that's a name that I think we had brought up a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever this was. Who knows? This job has been open for 16, 17 days, but it feels like it's been open for a year at this point. Um, long 17 days here. <laughs> Somehow, um, this is a name that you definitely pass your Mendoza line, right? Like, this is a name if he wants the job, guys. If he comes, if he does actually want the job, like, it's hard as a massive Joel Thomas lover, it's hard for me to even put Joel Thomas above him, right? Like, that's like, that's just hard for me to do because of probably not too many better, well resumed candidate candidates out there um again would come down to the interview right but boy you're trying to win big skies and go to playoffs there is not many better candidates out there than uh that man you just mentioned right there bride i've got to give a shout out to chris hammond really quick who is not on the show obviously in that when we talk about hashtag damaged goods chris will always bring up yeah cal poly brian they're looking pretty good aren't they Cal Poly, since Bill Baldwin take, has, went, took over, they are 2-12 and 12 in a year and a redshirt year. I'm going to call their springtime a redshirt year for, for now and forever because they only played three games. That doesn't, doesn't count against your eligibility. No, it and doesn't count against your eligibility. The thing I'm going to point to is, like, hey, again, everyone's going to have blemishes heading into a job like this potentially. We just talked about Joel Thomas we're excited about, but he doesn't even have court, he doesn't have coordinator experience. I mean, he's, he was co-coordinator at Idaho, but he doesn't have sole coordinator experience. Look, Bo Baldwin's blemish is I think Cal Poly might be more ambitious a task of turning into a, you know, a spread offense kind of team than maybe Bo Baldwin thought or maybe anyone thought with their admission standards. That Idaho's a great school, but they don't have a Cal Poly issue to, com- to compete with. And we talked about him last time, but just to run through the cliff notes, Bo Baldwin's probably the most successful Big Sky coach in the last 30 years. In sorry, Montana fans. Well, look, I mean, he's he was uh named head coach in 2018 after one year had being a head coach at Central Washington, where he played uh in 20 he didn't play in 2017, he graduated from Central Washington, played football there. Central Washington's 10 and 3 in his one year, and they make the uh division two quarterfinal at Eastern from 2018 to 2016. Eastern misses the playoffs three times. His worst record was six and five. Other than that, they have they make the playoffs six out of nine years. One time they don't make it out of the first round. Every other time they're they have one quarterfinal, three semifinal appearances, and a championship. 
again, low likelihood outcome, guys. But to me, yeah, if hashtag damaged goods, good God, if that can be real and it will have nothing to, it will have nothing to do with mine and Dallas's hashtag damaged goods campaign, but we'll pretend it did for sure. If we get a press conference where Bo Baldwin's hired, we're going to definitely talk that up, but name will go away, Alex. So until, until there's someone announced, it's not done. Apparently, yeah, that was news to me. I mean, a lot of this is is news to me. Um, you know, and you know, I think there was talk about like, us commenting on the the Brent Pease news again. Like that was national news from the football scoop and, and the athletic, right? Like that's not yeah. us saying saying anything. That's literally national national. Like I'm still skeptical. That that's the guy. I I, I don't don't know. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I I am just you know waiting with bated breath every day that I am going to see a football scoop with this is the this is the guy. Um, a because I love this stuff this time of year. Like this is this is you know it's people's lives right. But man, from afar, it's interesting to watch. Whether it's me watching what's going on in any other school in the FBS. Um, you know, my Twitter feed and my football scoop feed is always updated because I'm always looking. So um, that when I saw that break today, like that was that was shocking to me. I mean, you know, we've heard people interested. We've heard so and so could you know, like maybe interviewed, but like that's it. Like that's like that's extreme. That's that's as much as has been said. So when that comes out that this guy is was the leading candidate, I'm just waiting to see. Like, I just don't, until I see that Idaho football Twitter account press release, I got notifications on right now, waiting for that press release. Cause who knows when it's going to happen. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just waiting with bated breath, Brian. So to close it out, let's be real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Get preface. This mm-hmm. is gut. This is your gut. Mm-hmm. Give me your, I want two answers. One. Yeah. Just, top three of like, let's say your dream of the guys we've talked about followed up with what does your gut say is most likely top three. Like I, it's hard for me to even say most likely. Cause I just like have zero clue. And, and someone just commented like ball game tweeted 18 minutes ago. He's hearing it's a hundred percent, not Brent peace, right? Like, like ball game tweeted that 20. Thank you, Chris Riddle Moser for that. I looked at my phone, pulled it up. Um, there's ball game saying that um, right now that he's it's hearing this person not peace. Ryan Phillips tweeted at Tub saying not Brent Peace. Up until right that moment, like it would have been like I think it, you know I'm going to go off with the national media saying I'm going to go with Brent Peace. Um, number one for me is I would love Joel Thomas. Like that's just that's that's me the Vandal fan. That's me the the kid who grew up on Vandal football. Um, that's that's a hero of mine. So that's that's number one. Um, I think that after that, I would say Andy Thompson, then Jace, then uh, then Eck. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I think that I would say Thomas Thompson Eck is my what I would like to see. Like that's how I would rate it. Zero clue though of what's most likely because. Up until while we're recording, like this is producing live, right? Like it was football scooping the athletic are saying Brent Pease is the leader from multiple sources. This is Montana media saying the same thing, you know, confirming those reports. Um, it's the name that you had heard the most. And now all of a sudden it's coming out that 
might not that's not it's not happening it's done it's 100 not him so again i'm clueless i think we're i'm i'm befuddled at what's happening if it's joel thomas fingers crossed folks yeah the pipe dream three for me is i mean uh damaged goods bill baldwin has is definitely at the top and Doing the doing the rest is tough because I actually do like just about all the candidates. But I'll um, I'll say Joel Thomas would certainly be fun in a way that is different mm-hmm. from the other groups. So he's going to be in there, and then um, you know Andy Andy Thompson is a guy we that you and Chris definitely. I mean, I was, I was like always high on them, but you and Chris definitely sold me on. I'm going to now shift to let's say just some of info that I'm aware of and gut, and I'm not saying any. I don't, I don't have, I can't tell you who the dude's going to be for sure. This is not breaking news whatsoever. I will say I absolutely accept what we just saw from ball game. What we saw from Ryan Phillips. I will, that, uh, Brent Peace is, even though it was reported football scoop, Brent, Brent Peace is not the guy. I will say at this point, the info that's been given to us, Brent Peace is easily the one who's been referenced the most. So I'm going to throw, in terms of gut of is there an actual chance that there's I'd say there's definitely a chance Brent Peace could be the guy. Uh does that mean you will be? Of course, of course it doesn't. We can any of the guys, of course, there's a chance it's not. But we've given, been given credible information that Brent Peace interviewed, and we have credible information. If you interview, there's a chance you're the guy. So I'm gonna throw Brent Peace, and then I'm gonna say honestly, just the top three that we went over, the first three went over, not top three of Jason Eck, Andy Thompson as quote unquote gut guys, but Honestly, no, you're right. Um, I feel confident in talking about the guys that we that have interest in the that have interest in the position or the interview that we've talked about. But once football scoop published and nothing really happened, now we're start we a lot more information came out today. Honestly, it was an avalanche of info that came out after the football scoop. And I woke up this morning, like I said, not floored at all to see the Brent Peace article from Football Scoop feels like things are changing right now. And I think I'm fine closing the book at that level, Alex. We've talked about a good amount of guys. I think people should be interested in. You have anything else you want to, you want to add before we call it a day? Um, No one knows, you know, I think, I think the most anyone know is that maybe it's been whittled down from 35, 40, 50 people down to maybe like 10, Right. I think that's kind of maybe like 10. I think we've named about five or six names, but um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but I think that's all we really have. I, I, I just, just be on the lookout, right? Turn on your Twitter notifications, follow the football scoop, follow other people. Like those are required. Those are, you know, credible people and they, this is their industry. So they will hear things way more than any one of us could ever. Right. Like, because they hear from agents, they hear from other things like that. They get tips from everywhere. Um, you know, whoever it is, guys, like, I think if it's one of these guys, great. We pretty much were happy with every name that we've heard so far in today's show. But like we said earlier, we could be missing this completely because no one knows crap. So just keep a lookout for it. And, you know, let's just, whoever it is, guys, let's get behind them. Let's get excited because, like, crap like we need vanna football be back to where you know back to what it was so let's let's get it rolling again let's just give this person as much support as possible let's be jacked for whoever it is yeah i'm gonna second that we even if 
let's pretend we're batting a thousand, which in all likelihood we probably aren't. I feel good about the info I have, but there's every reason to believe that we're not batting a thousand. Even if we are batting a thousand, there's names we didn't talk about. So because we don't have them. So you're right. Could there's a lot of people could be I'm pretty damn stoked for the announcement. I will say I expect there's no there's no way this announcement comes later than December 17th. Pretty sure I wouldn't be floored if it comes before December 17th. Says next Friday. So yeah. we're talking if I do some math, 10 days. Yeah, I we're we're gonna get some news. My understanding is no later than December 17th. And to not be shocked if we get news before. That's been Around the Bar, guys. Brought to us by Hughes River Expedition. Sorry, Hughes River, for missing at the beginning. Please forgive us. Hughes River Expedition. If you're looking for a great all-inclusive week-long vacation, don't look past your backyard. Venture into the largest protected wilderness in the continental United States located right here in the great state of Idaho. Enjoy a multi-day trip down the middle fork of the salmon, the main salmon river, no return, the salmon river canyons with a selway, and you can even check out special trips like the one to see the Purset Meteor Shower. Camp on pristine beaches, run amazing whitewater, hike scenic trails, spot wildlife, soak in beautiful natural hot springs, take in the history along the river and fish on the most remote stretch of the country. You just bring your clothes, let HRE handle the rest. Hughes River Expeditions has been vandal owned and operated since 1976 and ready to take you on a vacation of a lifetime. What are you waiting for? Find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bull all throughout the gem state. Call now at 800-262-1882. Or check them out at HughesRiver.com, which is Chris's ringle, jingle. When, what the hell is a ringle? Anyway, uh, when Dallas is back on, we'll have the website up when we run this. But we just this, is, this was a deep dive, right, Alex? This, this counts as a deep dive? I think it's a deep dive. Um, also, 4 p.m. Pacific, tomorrow, ESPN2, UConn Huskies, come to Morgantown, play in my Mountaineers, catch that if you want to watch some quality basketball. I know that's tough to find on the Palouse. And now it's time for Colby Cuff to play us out. Go Vandals. Go Vandals. So raise your glass and have a drink with me. Here's to the Vandals and the craft. I'll just out there living the dream. Part of one and only Moscow drink.